Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Vince. And I'm Ashley. And we are the lead pastors of the Outlet Community Church. And wherever you are in the world, our heart is to add value to your life. That's right. Whether it's an encouraging word, whether it's a topic in the Bible, whether it's a life skill that you're looking to develop and hone in on, allow us to be an outlet for you. Yes, and our prayer is that wherever you are, whether you're right here in service or you're out in the world in the nation, listen, our prayer is that God meets you right where you are. We all have needs, we all have things, but our God is able and he's able to bless you and get you where you need to be. We have hundreds of hours of digital content that is available for you to consume yes. free of charge. Freely we receive, freely we want to give <laughs> it back to you. So make it a point to check out our page, check out our website at the yeah. Outlet Community. Dot com and you'll be able to find countless hours of videos, podcasts, and other material to help you grow in your walk with God. Hey, if you like some of the content, like, subscribe, share it, and we'd love that. <laughs> See your family and friends. So open up your heart and get ready to receive all that God has for you. serve a God who's not selfish. Isn't that beautiful? That he hears you. He hears you. Yeah, you. When you cry out and you don't think anybody else hears you, he hears you. He's listening. And he's answering. See, we forget about that part. We always talk about God hears me, he sees me, but God is answering you question is, are you listening? What's on your mind even right now? Is it dinner? The clothes you need to wash? Your social media posts? Because you know everybody wants everybody to like your posts, right? Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We stay on his mind. Does he stay on ours? How much room are you giving him in your life? You make, do we have him sitting with his legs closed and crossed and all like this? Is this how much room you're giving him? Or can he stretch out? Does he have room to tell you anything? Or have you reserved spots for God? You know. Like he can tell you how to make money. But he can't tell you how to forgive. You want to know what house you should buy. But you don't want to know how to be kind or loving or caring. How much room are you giving God today? Because he's available in great abundance because we serve a very big God. You know, greater, considerably above the norm 
and average is he who is in me than he that's in this world. I'm going to say it again. Greater, considerably above and beyond what is normal and average is he that is in you and you and you and you, you, you and you and you and you and you and you than he that is in this world. One more time. You know, repetition is powerful. That's how kids learn to read. I digress. But greater, mega, is the power, the ability, the might, the virtue of Holy Spirit who is in you, in me, in us, than the enemy or the devil that is in this world. Can I get an amen? There are so many benefits to having Holy Spirit. The one that we talk least about is the benefit of building our character. I think that's the one he wants to talk most about. It is our character that should reflect being Christ-like, not our ability to raise somebody from the dead, although that is what some people chase. Other benefits, I could go on and on about Holy Spirit, but the one that I want to talk to you about today is the fact that he's in us and with us as we live everyday life. What I'm about to say right now is not new news, but it might be news for some people. We are in a battle. Every single solitary day of our lives, we are in a battle. Look around. Most of us can't go through a day without feeling some type of attack, temptation, or challenge that can pull us away from what God has called us to do. If I could raise my other leg and keep standing, I would. That's my world. That's your world. But here we go. This battle that I'm talking about, it is not against flesh and blood. It's not about your parents, your home of origin. You know, we spend our lives, sadly enough to say, sometimes getting over how we were parented. But your parents aren't your enemy. It's not your neighbor. It's not your roommate or your spouse or your partner or any name you want to name somebody by. It's not your boss or the person you share a cubicle with. The battle that you find yourself in every day, aware or unaware, is a spiritual battle. There is a spirit realm. How many of you know that there is a spirit realm? And we have been lulled to sleep. We don't talk about the spiritual warfare much. I'm not saying we don't talk about it often, but I've been churched all my life, literally churched all my life. My first memory is wearing some white shoes on the wrong feet. I was so pigeon-toed clonking off to church. That's my first memory. And when I tell you there was a time that that's all we talked about was the devil and what the devil was going to do and how the devil was reigning and how the devil was beating you up and you got to watch out for the devil so much that we have more fear and reverence for the devil than we do for God. Tell me I'm wrong. How many of you avoid scary movies, can't turn the lights off at night because you think 
And so we course corrected. We needed a course correction. He ain't more powerful. He ain't bigger. He ain't badder. He ain't stronger. If he was, he would have killed Jesus. Let's be clear. He killed everything, but why? Because he don't know nothing. He's limited. He's under submission to the one who created everything. If you think that's wrong, go read the Bible and watch how many times they beg Christ, please don't send us away. We, know, we didn't think it was your time yet. But whatever he told them to do, guess what they did? Whatever he told them to do. He's not bigger. So we course corrected, and we began teaching more about God and grace and faith. But somewhere along the line, we taught all of this without helping people to understand that those are tools for the battle that you find yourself in every day. And the battle that you face today, you may not know the consequences of this battle until 10 years down the road. Do I have any parents in the room? I'm talking about the little guys. Parents and little ones, right? You are in battles. And if you don't know it, every time they want to do what you don't want them to do, you are in a battle. And sadly enough to say, most times they win. I know, I've been there. But how you handle that battle today, y'all know I'm right, determines what type of adult they'll be tomorrow, yes? So it's a battle. And you cannot fight that battle without the power of the one that is on the inside of you. We quite often go into battle ill-equipped, but we are very equipped. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. All that you need to qualify, all that you need to have the right, right weaponry is Jesus. That's it. Plain and simple. You know, you hear this phrase periodically, only what you do for Christ will matter. Anybody ever heard that? I used to sing a song like that when I was, so y'all watch me, because by the way, I want you to know, I think I can sing. Oh, some of you can relate. I think I can sing. I, I need to say it over here. So I think I can sing, and you have, you have to watch me, because I might start singing some of the old songs I knew from way back when, and if y'all know them, just join me, okay? And don't tell me I can't sing. Tell me I sound good. Some, some lie that I need to keep moving. So life is the battle. And we are living life. We're lifing every day. And we don't have to lose. You know, Christ said that in this world you will have what? Troubles, trials, I heard every variation. That lets you know we have multiple translations working out here. But all of those words mean the same thing. It ain't always going to look the way you want it to look. But he said, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. When Christ left this earth, he did not leave us unequipped or ill-equipped. Your pastors have been ministering a series called Spiritology, did I get it right? What? I practiced that, y'all. Spiritology. And it is about Holy Spirit. You know, some people grew up never, ever hearing anything taught about Holy Spirit. Either you learned about God the Father or you learned about Jesus. 
And Holy Spirit was kind of on the back, back burner. Why? Because nobody really understood. And what we don't understand, we tend to run away from. And so I applaud them for taking this time, and I'm glad you are taking your time teaching about the person that dwells in us that is to lead and guide and direct our lives so that we too can overcome the world. Can I get an amen? All right. Now, I'm getting to my foundation scripture eventually, but I just want to lay a small foundation about the spiritual warfare that we are in. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 12, and I am going to read this out of the New Living Translation, apologizing to the people who are back here doing a phenomenal job. You guys have no idea what it's like to remember and to put up the right things at the right time, and sometimes we get in the spirit and we don't go in the direction we said we were going to go in. That's music, ministering, whatever the case might be. They never complain, so they try to follow us. So when things look a little different on the screen than what you hear coming out of our mouths, I ask you to have much grace for them because they are doing a phenomenal job, whether or not you know it. And I promise you that the overwhelming majority of us in here couldn't do half of what they do. That was just a public service announcement for you all, all right? So Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 12 says, in a New Living Translation, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. It starts off right now telling you, let go of what you think you need to do, and you don't have any strength. What you thought was going to work doesn't work, because if it worked, it would have worked by now. So now let's get to what really does work, and that is doing it in the Lord and doing it by his mighty power. Verse 12 says, for we are not fighting. We are not warring. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, I grew up, guys, with King James Version, and so I just have to tell you, in the King James Version, it says that um, it's against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual, excuse me, spiritual wickedness in high or heavenly places. What the author did was shared with you different classes of spiritual demons. And he's telling you, That's who you are fighting against. And I would say right now, all of you, or most of us, I dare say all of us, because that would include me too, could think about somebody that you think that you might have a problem with, a beef with, wish they would be different. Why do they talk to me? Won't they go away? If they would only be different, they get on my nerves. Again, I'm up here by myself. The rest of you all do a really good job, and you get along with everybody. But what the author of the scripture is saying is not about the person you're sitting next to. That's for somebody in here. But there is a war that is being waged every single solitary day, whether or not you are aware, that's against those three classes of demons that we just shared. We are in a spiritual war, and the casualties are stacking up. I said it earlier, it's not because of lack of power, but because of a lack of engagement. That's worth repeating. 
The casualties are stacking up, not because of lack of power. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world, but because of a lack of engagement. Can you imagine coming to my house to watch a football game and the TV's not on yet, right? But I got the remote control in my hand and I'm going, I don't know how to, but, but I know the, the TV should have the game on, but I can't figure it out. All of you all would look at me like I'm crazy, wouldn't you? I've got the remote control in my hand. Isn't that the power? Don't I only have to push a button and the TV is going to come on? Can't I move the arrow up and down and select the channel that I want? What do I mean I can't get the TV on? I want you to know that the enemy looks at us and says, oh, I'm so glad they don't know that they got Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit will do anything that he wants them to do, that he'll give them the answer to that problem. He'll show them that the thing that they think is the problem really isn't the problem, that he'll lead and guide and direct and have you moving in the direction you need to move in. He knows where your spouse is, your job is, your house is. He knows that character issue that you're dealing with that's causing you to deal with addictions, causing you to be angry, causing you to steal and cheat. Did I hit everybody? You got the power. What you doing with the power? Mm. I don't know, y'all. I think God's talking. See, there's a real enemy. And we have not been set free from the fight. We have been set free to fight. I'll say that again. We have not been set free from the fight. That's, no, no, I'm not going to deal with that. That ain't my business. Mm-mm. I don't like the energy. That's my favorite one now that I hear people say, mm, the energy's not good. I can't deal with her. <laughs> they look too this for me or too that for me. Those aren't my people. She's bougie. What people don't realize is they're really speaking to their own issues. They really are. So where is the fight? Wherever Holy Spirit tells you the fight is. We've not been freed from the fight. We have been set free to fight. This is life, folks. It's unpredictable and it is uncertain. But there is someone who knows everything. He is the one who formed you when you were in your mother's womb. He's the one who put every day of your life in the book of life before there were any days. He knows what you're made of, but what's most important is he knows where he's trying to take you, what he's trying to do in your life. Can you imagine trying to put together a 200-piece bike with no instructions? That's a mess. Bikes, pieces all spread out around you, and all you have is a wrench, and you need about four other instruments, but you don't know what you need because you won't pick up the manual to read it. Won't pick it up to read it. But he can give you the download on your own life, the direction you should go in, who you should be running with like that. 
One word from God can change your course in an instant. If you'll obey. You know, there's always the God part, and then there's the man part. The God part, the man part. The God part, the man. Did I tell y'all also I think I can dance? I should tell y'all that. I really can't anymore, but I do like to move to music. That's in my head. But there's the God part and the man part, always. It's a beautiful waltz between us and God. You're never alone. Have you ever seen somebody try to waltz by themselves? That's some funny junk. Just really is. It looks awkward and crazy. But when you see two people waltz together, oh my God, it's beautiful. You know, female's back is all arched up, and they're turning, and their dresses are flowing. They're on their toes. Anybody know who Red Astaire is and Ginger Rogers? Y'all should go Google them. Amazing. But that's us with God. That is us with God. God is Fred Astaire, and we're Ginger Rogers. And the reason why is because Fred Astaire did the leading, didn't he? What did Ginger Rogers do? And she did it backwards, in heels. And God is not asking you to put on heels or to do it backwards. He's just saying, let me lead. I got you. I got you. Mm. Whew. It's hot up here. Are y'all hot? <sighs> so there's a real enemy, but guess what, y'all? He can't kill you. I mean, not really. First of all, we are aware that if God is a spirit, then we are a... Okay, we're going to say that again. I'll tell you all the word. It's spirit. But I want to hear you all say it, and I'll tell you why once we do it. If God is a spirit, then we are a... Woo! Even the traffic got involved. Did you hear it? <laughs> you know, it's one thing to have something rattling in your head. It doesn't come to life until you speak it. We are speaking spirits. When God breathed into us back in Genesis, he took dead, dry bones, put life in us, and then what made us different from absolutely everything else is that we became speaking spirits. When we say something, something happens for the good or for the bad. We don't like that part. You know, how often have we heard somebody, and this is, I don't know why I'm here, but y'all just, I'm just out here. I'm out here, so here we go. How many times have you heard somebody say something negative to a child, like, you are so stupid, or shut up, sit down, don't nobody want to hear from you anyway. Nobody has ever heard, I have heard such language. And absolutely all of us hate it, especially those who heard it themselves. It fashioned how you saw yourself. And you know, and I know, any child that hears that type of languaging today, it will fashion how they see themselves. Do you see the spiritual battle here? Y'all see it? Because what we say matters. So what are you saying about yourself right now, in this very moment, in this very second? 
What do you think you can or can't do? How far do you think you can or cannot go? Who told you you were ugly? Who told you you weren't smart? Who told you you were too short or not tall enough? Who told you that you don't have a right to be here? Who told you that God doesn't love you? And how often are you reinforcing it? See, it's really funny. The enemy doesn't know well, what will take you off of your path. He doesn't know. He doesn't know everything. What he does is he tries to sow little seeds. He'll say something, and if, have you ever had a thought, and you go, where the heck that come from? I don't know what, right? And then you kind of dismiss that because that's not who you are. Well, wonder if it's who you are. Then what do you think you do with the thought? You ponder it. You meditate it. You slide it into your pocket. And here's the worst part. You pull it out often and rehearse it over and over and over and over again. People are not born serial killers. People are not born racist. People are not born rapers. People are not born thieves. It's taught and learned behavior based on what's been sown and what you then repeat. We are in a spiritual warfare every day, all day, and what you say matters. It's metacognition, paying attention to what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. And most of us don't. We're on autopilot, and the enemy is happy because his goal, like I said, it isn't to kill you. He can't. We're spirits. If this physical body gets laid down, guess where we're going? And we live on. So he can't kill you, really. But his goal is to get you to doubt, to ignore, to dilute the power of Holy Spirit. If he can get you to turn your back on him, then he's got you right where he wants you. How often are we tuning in to what Holy Spirit is saying in our lives? And the question is, do we even know how? Do we know how? So I'm a therapist by trade, well, one of my jobs. And I get silent in therapy sessions just because. And I had no intention of getting quiet at that moment, but I felt this unction just to shut up. And so I did. And then the Lord said, and you know why? I was like, when I do because most of us don't practice it. There's always something going on. Always. Racing thoughts are real. So we go to sleep with the TV on, or we can't get in the car without the radio, and we're in the house, we have the TV on, even if it's not being watched, it's on. A pings and dings and all the time. And silence is absolutely necessary to hear from God. 
absolutely necessary. And I came along, like I said, I've been churched all my life. I was told that I needed an hour every morning to pray, an hour every morning. And I really surrendered my life to Christ when my children were two and four, two and four with the husband who traveled for a living. He would leave on Sunday and get back on Thursday. I worked for a Fortune 200 company and I was climbing the ranks, but I was supposed to get up and pray every morning for at least an hour. And if I was a really good Christian, I should have some time also to meditate and read the word. And I was a mother with two children under five and a husband that traveled. And I had to get up every morning at 4.30 in the morning so that I could fall asleep and not pray and but not feel guilty because I did get up and I did try. And I am here to tell you that that is bunk. Holy Spirit is not a formula. He's just not. He knows who you are. He knows how to talk to you. He knows when to talk to you. He's just asking you to engage. And engagement for me is going to look different than engagement for you. That's, not what, that's why I'm not telling you how I do it. Because I already know what you would do. You'd sit down and write down, Word for word, whatever I said, and then you're going to go home and try to practice it. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to fail because you're not me, and I am not you, and I don't want to be you, and I don't want you to be me, and neither does the Lord. Come as you are. That's real. That junk's real until you walk into a church, and then they want to sit you in the back if you're stinky. That's real, too, and that's sad. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know why. Find your time. I'm a morning person. You might be an afternoon person. You might be an evening person. I don't care. Find your time. When's your time? When is it that you can sit still and be quiet and just be honest with God? I mean, there are days, I was telling Pastor Vince this recently. It may have been Pastor Ashley. I talk to them both a lot. And sometimes I treat them the same, like they're interchangeable. And they're so sweet. They never say to me, no, Joe, it wasn't me you were talking to. They just listen like, oh, yeah. But it was one of y'all that I told. <laughs> that, you know, sometimes I walk in my prayer closet and I go, Lord, I just don't feel like praying this morning. Can we do music? I have had times that I have fallen asleep and have had the best downloads from Holy Spirit. Why? Because I showed up. I engaged. I'm living this human life, and he knows that. He's going to meet me where I am if I engage. You're not going to get it perfect because you're not perfect. None of us is. There's only one perfect one, and his name is Jesus. But here's the good news. The good news. The good news is Holy Spirit is Jesus in us. Woo! That's your good news. He'll meet you where you are. So I got so much more, and y'all ain't going to get none of it because I'm looking at the time, and I should be wrapping up about now. And I am okay with that. There are three things I am going to say to you. And I think version is all... Y'all can go to version. You can get the scriptures. You can meditate the scriptures for yourself. Choose the translation that makes sense for you. 
Don't let anybody tell you that one translation is better than another. You find the translation that works for you. Just make sure you find that word, right? What works for you? Do we honestly think that God only talks in thousand wees and shalbies? So you all get to, to the U version, get the scriptures, y'all meditate them, allow the Lord to do what he wants to do in your life, okay? We got that part. Three things that I think it's important to leave you with today. One, it is very important that you learn to humble yourself. Humility is everything. Um, we think we're right all the time. We don't want to listen to anybody. If somebody starts talking, we talk over them because we think we have something better to say. You can lie to yourself all you want. We all have this issue. It's real. Humility is never a one and done. It is every day. You have to fight to fight your flesh. But Holy Spirit will tell you how. When you are willing to say to him, I am one prideful sister. And he's going to go, girl, I know. But let me tell you. And he'll tell you exactly what you need to do. See, he gives grace to the humble. And we all need grace. I can't get through this life without grace. It's God's unmerited favor. I haven't earned it. Never could. But it's available to me, not just because I'm walking in humility, but in addition, because I'm walking in humility. I think it was you, Pastor Ashley, that said something last week about, um, it's not that God can't bless you. If you, if you do absolutely nothing, there's a blessing that comes because he loves you. I mean, it's the same thing with your kids. If they don't clean their room, you don't go, okay, so no dinner for you. You show up late for work one time, go, well, then you can't take lunch tomorrow. Nobody's doing that. So why do we think God does that? It doesn't make sense. But there's more favor as we press more into him, not when we do more for him. See, that, that's wrong. It's when we press into him. And humility brings us closer to him. See, humility and, and, and this beautiful uh, praise leader, she talked about lifting your hands as an act of surrender. Humility is surrender. This helps get you in the right posture when this doesn't want to. Because this ain't going to always want to. But this gets you there. It's just something about practicing this and looking to where your help comes from. We know he's here. Come on, y'all. We're just talking about what we do, right? To where our help comes from. And there's this sense of awe and wonder and recognition that there's something bigger than me. So humility. The next thing is discipline. And again, I can't, I can't, I can't teach it. Y'all just have to go and get this for yourselves. Um, you know, Christianity is not for the faint at heart. It just isn't. And it's amazing how many of us think that, oh, I, I now take Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and everything is just going to work out well. I'm not going to have any problems. I have to do nothing else. Y'all, we came to Jesus real raggedy. We just did. Well, I came to Jesus real raggedy. And I needed him to do in me what only he could do. But he couldn't do it if I wasn't willing to undergo the steps and requirements that he downloaded in me to get done. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a domino effect. 
All you need to do like is a one thing sometimes and all these other issues you had problems with, they just go When you're so focused on your sin issue, that's why you can't get out of it. Just telling you. That's all you think about, that's all you talk about, that's all you try to change. Okay, I'll give you a better example. Trying to lose weight. If all you think about is what you can eat and what you can't eat and how much you can eat and where you can go and what you can't do as it relates to food, the more you want to eat. Am I right? <laughs> but if you switch to, I want to be healthy. I want my temple to be healthy for God, that I can do the work that he has called me to do, that I don't tire when my children want to play. I want to be able to chase after my grandchildren. I'm speaking a thing. I don't have them yet. I want to be able to chase after my grandchildren. Then all of a sudden, your purpose is healthiness and not taking food out. And so you stop fixating on food and you get the desired effect you want. And then all of a sudden, you're sleeping better. You're drinking more water. You're eating better. You're exercising. The four dominoes did this, but all you did was change your focus on, I want to be healthy. I want my temple to be healthy. That's how God works. All right, I'm going to finish this. Without commitment, you will never start. And without consistency, you will never finish. I'll say it again. Without commitment, you will never start. And without consistency, you will never finish. This walk with Holy Spirit is just that. It is a waltz. It is him with us and us with him. He's leading and guiding and directing. And we are committed and we are consistent. That's our part. Be committed and be consistent. Who are you listening to every day? And then who are they listening to? Because that's who you're really following. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. You know, when he turned water into wine and Mary was all out of her lane telling Jesus, this ain't, this go, he'll make some wine out of that water. And Jesus like, what's this got to do with me? But in responding, he gave us the greatest example of following Holy Spirit. His mom tuned all that out and said, just do what he tells you to do. And those words are what he's asking of us. Just do what he tells us to do. Thank you all. I love you. God bless. Mm -hmm.